0: my friends we are here to discuss the amazing the incredible this the show-stopping nintendo direct that we watched earlier today my name is sean capri i am joined by some of the greatest nintendo podcast hosts on planet earth literally representing multiple continents here uh first i'm joined by Seth sturgill from all in how you doing my friend
1: hi what's up buddy good to hi. see
0: you welcome hi. back
1: fan favorite Fan favorite? No mm-hmm. kidding. Well, I'm, I'm happy to be a fan favorite. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I guess you guys, I'm fans of both of you, of Drew and Sean and any chance we can get to collab. It's super fun, man. So happy to be here.
0: We are adult children celebrating video games oh, yeah. and um, equally fan favorite tied for first place of Fan favorites, uh, the <laughs> handsome host of the House of Mario podcast. Hi Drew, hi Drew. I can't pick favorites. Hello, How boys. can I do that? here are we going? <laughs> Hello.
2: Likewise. Hello. Big fan. Big fan of you boys. I'm glad I can uh, sit here and uh, have a discussion with you. Talk about some cool stuff. Yes. Some commercial products so we'll exciting. be buying in the future. Very excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We've been marketed to today, gentlemen. Nintendo's marketing <laughs> team has
2: done a not not too bad a job, eh? Let's talk all about 40 minutes, (laughs) 40 minutes of amazing. I thought it
0: was amazing. I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but we're going to go through, I think most, if not everything that was announced earlier today. And um, for anybody who's listening across a variety of podcast feeds, we're doing an amazing mega Nintendo crossover event. This podcast is going to air on the Nintendo drive podcast feed, as well as I believe on the house of Mario podcast feed. So that's a, I think it's pretty hot. Seth doesn't want any part of this, so it's just <laughs> Drew and I. We just want to make sure that my, our my community's here. Too
1: testy. I was like, <laughs> let me not try to like co-stream this and stuff and ruin everything. So no, it's all no, good. I'm here for the party. That's it. I'm just here for the party, man.
0: Gingeram in the chat says, "I love this chaos, and we're just getting started." Um, But you know, there, there's three hosts here, really, so we're all like, "Who's who's driving the thing here?" We're live here at YouTube.com/slash/carpoolgaming. So I suppose. I'll start to like kick things off and I'm really curious to hear from you guys because I was on a bus going into work watching Court and Ryan stream here on our YouTube channel and I was in all caps the entire time. I had an absolute blast. So we'll kind of start maybe like high level, Drew. Like where are you at? Like how did you did you you watch the whole thing? You're in international waters. So I'm not sure how you even like were able to watch it and now be here. I don't even know, 12 hours later. So how are you doing? How are you feeling overall, man?
2: I was good because um, last year for the uh, September uh, Direct, it was about 8.30 in the morning for me. So no, it was 7.30 in the morning. So I j- literally just started work and I was bent over shearing a sheep just with my AirPods in. And all I could hear was Miyamoto say that Jack Black is going to play Bowser. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> uh, but this year it was great because it was at um, 11.30 at night. And it's not the most convenient time, especially as a, as a new dad. I, I need my sleep, but, you know, no work, nothing like that. So it was all good. I um, got to tune in and I really enjoyed it, man. It was a sort of a great direct. Um, I wouldn't say it was the best direct or a super amazing direct, but I think for me, I've got at least a good handful of games that I'm really excited to play. And I think like, you know, stuff like Fire Emblem and even Atelier Riser, it's all coming out in the first couple of months early next year. So I think that's the most exciting thing. We've got a full year of announcements still to come apart from Zelda and May, which is which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I can't really ask for too much, but they did have sort of a a little bit too much of a certain genre. I think it's um sort of universally <laughs> universally <laughs> accepted across the internet even if you are a big fan of that genre. But um we'll get into that a bit later, but yeah.
0: You got your own sheep's to shear drew enough oh, of this well, that's, that's right this farming I don't,
2: I, I don't need any more of that in my life let alone don't need no, you know digital sheeps to shear nintendo trying to sell me 10 of them so, all right that's a, that's enough <laughs> well the, the good news is all the games
0: are coming out all at the exact same time and they all look like they're 400 hours each uh so yeah we'll we'll all figure this out yeah. at some point the anxiety hasn't set in already how about you seth man like how where, where are you at with with today's direct
1: um, yeah, I thought it was good. <gasps> I, I wasn't blown away, to be honest with you. Um, I, which is weird. I'm normally the very, like, yeah, what the heck is happening here? One. Uh, it's, it's funny because like, I think I might've come into this direct with a little bit of like, I, I kind of felt like, especially after we didn't get one in June, there were a lot of people who were like, I'm looking for that big first party thing. And there was some of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was great to get like a, you know, a title reveal and a date reveal for Zelda and things like that. but. There are a lot of things, especially, you know, I am so sick of the rumor and the leak culture and all that and coming into it. Everybody's like, there's going to be Zelda ports. There's going to be Metroid Prime remake and everything. And of course, neither of those happened. And we we got some really, you know, great stuff in here for sure. But I felt that um, for my personal taste, not a lot of it spoke to me. But I mean, objectively, this was a great direct. Um, I'm kind of with Drew, like the the overabundance of like life and farming sims. It just it's not my genre. It's not really my cup of tea. Um, but but I can look at it objectively and said like, you know, like like this is a this is an objectively great direct, even if not everything, maybe not even the majority of it speaks to me personally. Mm.
0: It yeah. is funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into almost. A, I feel like that's like a segment of today's conversation it's just like let's round up. All of the uh, the farming simulator kind of things. It's it's interesting. Just as I think the Animal Crossing community in general is kind of like just really thirsty for something new. And I don't know if this is trying to, like if there's a bunch of developers out there who identify that Animal Crossing like where that genre is a thing that's happening and they're trying to feed into it and maybe people don't really don't really want it. So that's the overall, overall take. I'm so surprised. I have been developing a bit of a nasty reputation on this show over the last couple of weeks. And even I think, Drew, you and I were chatting on your show. Like, we're just really salty about oh, Nintendo lately.
2: I feel so bad about <laughs> it, too.
0: <laughs> I don't know if I've just been like, I was in a goofy mood, or if I didn't have enough sleep, and it was the caffeine just like coursing through my veins. But I had a great time watching it. Maybe that's all I'm really basing oh. my excitement on. It's just I had a lot of fun, and it started off really well with with Fire Emblem. And but I can't ignore Seth your point about the leak culture and all the things that we thought were a sure thing. Even as I was typing out my tweet today, like here's my last minute predictions, and I I think it was something like something about Zelda remakes and the, the Metroid's were in there. And even as I was typing, I'm like, those are givens. Like why am I even? typing that out and it is because of all of this um my uncle works at nintendo mentality that isn't really (laughs) there but i will say that even even without that i still managed to come out of this really positively and i'm excited about like i don't even know how many games that we do we have a count on how many games they had here 40 minutes just jam-packed so yeah overall like I'm doing pretty good, so I don't know. I don't. Maybe we can again, kind of like shift gears a little bit. That's a car pun we got to use on this show a little bit more often. Uh, shift For gears sure. over into just kind of like best and worst, and then maybe we can cover more comprehensively between that. But maybe we could start with best and or like least least maybe most excited and most disappointed, Drew. Maybe we'll start with you. Like, what what caught your eye? What was what was the best part of today's direct?
2: Well, I, I think we're all probably probably going to say Zelda. But we can save that for like a more general conversation about it. You wouldn't? Okay, okay. That's good. It's, uh, but I, I think, don't think I would either. No, oh, well, well, I don't want to put words in your boys' mouths. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think for me... It like, would have been unless you said it. I, th- <laughs> I think for me when the uh, the game that got the most ooh out of me was Atelier Riser 3. I'm, I've become like, a, become like a bit of a fan of that, that series over the last few years. Atelier... Sophie 2, which came out earlier this year, was really good. I've still got to finish it, mind you. God forbid I finish a game. But um, it's um, just a really great series, and it's just improved dr- dramatically over the last probably like three years. It's gone from a you know, pretty ordinary um, JRPG to something that I think is actually quite special. And this is the third game in a trilogy, so like if, if you guys haven't played it, you can't jump straight into it. But um, I'm happy that that was here. I think that's called cool. Nintendo showcased that game. Also, like Octopath Traveler 2, That was a ooh, like you know, I don't, oh. think, I, don't I don't think that was on anybody's list. <laughs> as like, no, as far as like no. expectations. So I think that's great that that's coming out. Mm-hmm. And um, Fire Emblem at the start as well. I I like. How Thank st- you. I like how they start these directs with Fire Emblem all the time. The last direct we got Fire Emblem mm-hmm. um, <laughs> three three hopes, uh, and I loved that game. That game made me a bigger Fire Emblem fan than, than I've probably ever been. And Fire Emblem for me, I've always sort of fallen off of it, but like the artwork and just the whole style yes. that game has, it looks like the colours. It's, I'm all about that. All Beautiful. about the colour. Oh, it's gorgeous. So I cannot wait for that game. And honestly, it's not too far away. Come like Christmas time, the holidays, that all passes over. We've got a brand new Fire Emblem game to play at the end of um uh, January. So that's going to be great as well. So there's some of like the highlights as well as um as well as Zelda. I think it's great to get some more information on that. We've got a brand new title which uh, we we're, we're laughing before the show how you know it's just the whole thing going on in the UK with the death of our queen. It's uh I don't know, it's a little bit ironic. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdoms like, Oh, yeah. that's Jesus it's pretty funny actually i don't know unfortunate so timing. on the nose. it's so bad unfortunate
1: timing yeah uh,
2: i'd love to uh, just be a fly on the wall at nintendo's marketing team like oh christ like, really got to be kidding me what are we gonna do yeah. she's been alive for 94 years and she dies now when i'm trying to market this uh, big blockbuster <laughs> game jesus Oh my goodness gracious! Um,
0: I want to I want to hang on Fire Emblem for a little bit, and or maybe Seth, maybe I'll t- toss over to you before. Like, was that one of them, or is there any other kind of like highlights for you out of today's direct?
1: Um, I'm not like a huge Fire Emblem guy to be honest. Like I. I like Fire Emblem. Don't get me wrong. That... I like Fire Emblem. I'm sorry. I like it. <laughs> that was like, wrong answer. <laughs> I, really, I, I got into it with Awakening. Like Awakening was my first one, and mm-hmm. um, and I played all the 3DS ones and enjoyed them. Um, Three Houses. I, I've owned it since it came out. It's literally still in the plastic. I literally haven't played it. Yeah. And um and, and so like I feel I, I keep telling myself one day I'm gonna go back and play it. And, you know, now there's a new one coming out already and I don't know, you know, so I, but I think it looks great. Like I, I was happy to see it. I know it's, you know, well past time for many people and I think it looks beautiful. I think the title is super weird. Um, yes. Fire Emblem Engage, Engage. That's like a super bizarre <laughs> title, but, uh, <laughs> but I think it looks gorgeous. I love like this has got to be right up there with like Xenoblade 3 is one of the prettiest Switch games. Like it just looks so beautiful. Um, that
0: was the yeah, thing I that jumped out to me was we're so used to seeing these games on a handheld. Like so many of us played the 3DS games and, you know, Three Houses was there, but it was it's still kind of early. I would say like this seems to be really built from the ground up. Of course, I'm just shooting from the hip here. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it just seems different, a little bit brighter, a little bit more detailed. And so Fire Emblem, like for me, a huge reason I'm so positive on today's direct is because of the way that it launched with this and it was it represents to me like the the title i think is part of it but the overall visual style like there's so many comments out there when we talk about fire emblem most of them came from when all the characters came into smash it's like oh another like generic fire emblem thing like i don't think that there was much generic about this at all like there was a lot of personality and and charm to it that i'm really excited i'm maybe getting a little bit nervous about all the rpgs that are happening like this kind of kickstarted it Mm. but ryan turford who hosts the rpg cave at carpool gaming was just like losing his shirt the entire time (laughs) it was it was incredible but that was that was definitely like probably like top of the list and to the point earlier though was i was it ruined thanks to elite culture um no because this actually i was so distracted by metroid and zelda and stuff i should have seen this coming because we've Mm. heard rumors about this for a long Mm. time but Fire Emblem fell
2: off my radar. So yeah. it was a kind of a nice, like, oh, yeah, look at that. Let's do this. Screenshots of this game did leak, um, like, a couple of months ago. There was, like, an right. image of one of the playable character with, like, the blue and red hair. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, well, well, that was true. Cool. Looking forward to that. I'm interested, though, like, mm-hmm. um, I didn't say Koei Tecmo's um, name on any of the splash screens or anything. So I'm wondering if uh, they're, they're involved in development. Because um, it was it was rumoured that Gust, the uh, developer behind um, the Atelier series, was working on it as well. They're a studio under Koei Tecmo. So just, I'm interested, like, who's actually behind it? Is it just Intelligent Systems? Or is it still, you know, getting help from Koei Tecmo? But um, I like the whole sort of story about it too. Like, just looking at the blurb on uh, that Nintendo's put out for the game, like, it's, it's uh in the war against the fell dragon, four kingdoms work together with heroes from other worlds to seal away this great evil. So I don't know, I don't know if that's like within the actual playable character itself, like a Naruto situation. <laughs> when you got mm. this, <laughs> that'd be pretty cool. Like I'm just there. Yeah, I'm all about where this um story is going to go because Fire Emblem, like in recent times, has told really great stories. So keen to keen to get into it. Hopefully, I stick with it and I finish it. I think uh, I, I can relate to Sean when sometimes when uh, like I don't stick to to games. It's getting harder as I'm getting older. But this is uh, it
0: happened. I haven't finished three houses. Some people have done like all three paths on that, yeah. and it's like no. But that is I, I've just come to learn that it doesn't necessarily speak to my overall enjoyment of a game. You know, I just always want to be clear when I'm talking about it as far as like a, a critical perspective. Like I haven't finished it, but I enjoyed it. You know, and I haven't even gotten like, to be honest, I haven't gone from very far in it at all. But I still I love me some Fire Emblem. I want to see who these characters are. That was the one thing. And maybe it was because I was watching other people watch it. I didn't pull away a lot of those threads that you were just talking about as far as the story goes. Um, and that's usually what I'm what I'm there for. Like what mm. what what's happening? What's the conflict? And um it's interesting just thinking about like the heroes games and how maybe those were planting the seeds for something like this, where more of a mainline game could be a multiverse kind of thing. I almost hate using the word, but I'm very, I'm intrigued, but in any case,
2: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Cause you're like, you're like collecting rings to like summon past fire emblem characters. Cause we saw in the trailer, like yeah. Marf shows up, like oh, Marf, what's he, what's he doing? Right. Here? And what's I, was he just, doing? I was just thinking, is like, is this a remake of the first game or like, you know, what's going on here? But, Seems like they're trying to draw from characters from the past as well. So hopefully that's done in a tasteful way, and it's not just done for IP sake when they're trying to right. milk nostalgia or whatever from from fans. Hopefully it's there for a legit reason. It's not too corny. But mm-hmm. I guess if it's corny, it's not too no, but- bad. It is an anime game. They, they know where their bread <laughs> is buttered, right? I mean they, they yeah, know yeah. where
1: their bread is buttered. They they I mean like the, the most successful Fire Emblem game is Fire Emblem Heroes. Like they know that people love these characters. True. They yeah. know that people like they, they they people want to be able to kind of like and I'm not trying to imply that there's some sort of gotcha mechanic. I mm. doubt there will be, no, but no. Um, you know, but p- people love these characters and people love the idea of like working these kind of classic characters into a modern Fire Emblem game. So to me it makes perfect sense.
0: Absolutely. Mm, nice. Well, that's probably that's probably enough about Fire Emblem so maybe, since maybe it's my top game. <laughs> I think, but maybe nobody else's. You know, um, let me let me say this. My top second game me.
1: and I feel like I feel like nobody else on planet Earth is this is probably nobody else's top game on planet Earth. My top game is Theater Rhythm.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah. final
1: bar line. Jump to
0: it. Yeah, man.
1: Oh my gosh. I just I just want to just you know, briefly talk about th- that game is so exciting to me. The first, um, the-, the theater rhythm games on 3ds are like top three, 3ds games for me. These are um, really, really good rhythm games um, that have like, interesting like combat and rpg mechanics worked into it that like they do amazing jobs with like the post-launch dlc songs that they're carrying over into this and i'm like they're gonna get so much of my money with this um <laughs> of, of all the 3ds series that like i am glad is making the jump over to switch i'm glad it's this goodness this like this was the one announcement that i actually like freaked out about i did not
2: see this coming oh, Sorry, your reaction yeah that was awesome oh my gosh <laughs>
0: There oh were a few gosh. people jumping up about this, and that's I think it also speaks to while there's a lot of the same type of thing, there's like who saw this coming? This is out of left field, and I think represents at least a little bit of the variety. Although maybe some people were looking for different variety out of today's, out of today's event, yeah. they wanted <laughs> the first yeah, person shooter.
1: So excited for that game, man! I'm so excited for that game, it's gonna be so good. Like th- these games have incredible music i mean all these like square enix games because they even said like for dlc we're gonna get game yo know, uh, music from near and live alive and oh i'm just like i'm Can't so excited that. for that and i you know i love i'm a big video game music guy anyway i'm a big rhythm game fan and stuff so this just like this series checks all the boxes for me and mm. oh i'm so hyped
2: yeah because i'm not like a massive uh final fantasy fan in the way that i'd probably want to get a like a rhythm game all about it but I do love rhythm games so I probably will look at this depending on when it comes out and how much money I want to spend at said time etc cetera, etc cetera. but <laughs> like for my favorite franchises which would probably be probably uh, probably be like the Nintendo franchises uh, if if Nintendo made like the exact same game just with like Pokemon Mario Zelda music I'd be all over that so I could no. definitely see why <laughs> you're excited because I love the idea of this and just like DLC coming to it. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be great for just Square Enix fans. It's going to be awesome. So I'm glad that it's here. I don't think anyone sort of dismissing it, is just like, you know, it's fair enough. But
0: it's good I was go. blown away by the number of songs. What do they have? Like 400 songs or something like oh this? My gosh, like,
2: it's ridiculous.
0: It actually seemed. It actually. Uh, it was almost too many slices, but maybe not for me <laughs> like that was that was one where i was breathing a little bit there was a couple moments where i was like okay i can just kind of like i can pause i can get my heart rate back to normal here which is fine and that kind of happened i think right after fire emblem and we had like it takes two was in there um but before again we before we get into any other specifics um drew is there anything else like spotlight like top mind that you want to go th- when you want to talk about i definitely have something in case you guys don't um yeah, go i want to it, throw man. back over to you my friend well for me uh, and call me whatever you want. But I really enjoyed our update on um, NSO, actually, with mm. um, with all of the different um, 64 games that were coming. Um, what did we get? Like, uh, Pilot Wings, I think. And yeah. a bunch of Mario Party games, which was wild. And 1080 snowboarding. And then Goldeneye was kind of like yeah. part of the mix here. And I feel like Goldeneye... Is one that people are going to be talking about quite a lot because we learned separately that that game is also going to be coming to Xbox uh, through Game Pass and also retroactively added to Rare Replay, which was a collection of 30 other Rare games. So if you own Rare Replay, they're just going to add it, which I think is really interesting over Xbox land. So obviously some sort of, you know, legal negotiations on how this was going to exist in both places. This, you know, we none of us are really lawyers here, so we don't really know exactly what the what the complications were. But there have been enough complications, um, copyright and trademark wise, that have kept Nintendo or Xbox from using this title over the last, what, 25 years or something. So we oh, just okay. imagine maybe that was part of the deal. But. I'm excited nonetheless. GoldenEye is coming back to uh, to a Nintendo console, and the multiplayer is exclusive. You can only I play multiplayer that. online on Nintendo Switch. And Drew, I know you were having a, a conversation, I think, with Donnie online about this as well. So I'm, maybe I'll throw it to you on, on this GoldenEye reveal.
2: Yeah, um, I, I think it's like, this is just my take. I, I, I'm probably wrong, but... I think just with how Nintendo's app works, it's just the one app where it has access to all the games and Nintendo set it up so it's relatively simple to add games to this. And then the online infrastructure just treats it like you're playing on the console in the same room. So you're going to see the split screen. You're going to see all that. You can, even if you're playing like um, NES games, you can just grab the controller off your mate from the other side of the world and start playing The Legend of Zelda or something. So there isn't anything particularly in the code or anything people have gone into it, like to make it like a more modern shooter where it's just like, you've got the one screen and all of that. So I can, I, I just imagine on the Xbox side that whoever's behind developing it, whether it is rare or just an, another studio that's been called in, I think it was just a, a lot more work to make, make it, make it happen. But it is a shame because honestly, I probably i I much prefer the play it on Xbox with the 4k and widescreen support mm-hmm. and, all of that because, like you know, Banjo Kazooie um, on Rare Replay was awesome. Like, yes, that was an Xbox 360 oh, yeah. game, mind you. <laughs> but mm-hmm. how it was just like widescreen with achievements and all that. I was like, oh, okay. that's exactly what I want from Nintendo 64 games. That's what I wanted from Mario 64 on the 3D All Stars Collection. Just widescreen, a bit better controls. Call it a day, maybe 1080p. Um, but yep. getting that on Xbox, but it's kind of, um, yeah, it's a bit of a monkey's paw situation where you're getting. Those upgrades on Xbox, <laughs> but you can't play online, which is pretty important these days. And on mm-hmm. Switch, you can play it online and see if it works, mind you. There's no guarantees there. We've been <laughs> been playing Splatoon a little bit this uh, this weekend, and oh
1: yeah, tell me about it. I
2: gave it, up yeah. a bit after that, but. I, I, hope it, I hope it works out because I had I had a couple of mates just kind of lose their shit because they were like big GoldenEye fans <laughs> from back in the day because honestly, I, I don't have the nostalgia for GoldenEye. None of my friends had, had the game and Nintendo 64 was just a system I went over to my mate's place and played it that way. They had like, you know, Mario 64, Smash Brothers and a lot of games would actually have become like favourites of mine but GoldenEye wasn't one of them. So I'm keen to just probably play one night with... Some really ecstatic friends, and they just know everything, and just completely roll me in golden eye over some uh, network n- network problems and that probably most likely. But yeah, it's it's interesting though. I think guys, just with how how it's working, how the uh, how the Xbox doesn't have online play, it's a it's a shame. And I I would like to know the answer. Like Donny, he mentioned um, when we were just doing a couple of tweets back and forth that it might be on Nintendo's side, being like, hey, look. We don't want the Xbox version having online play and that's a part of our agreement to get this game legally on both systems. That could be potentially yeah. it as well. and It could be a mix of both, to be honest. But yeah, maybe, uh, maybe Jeff Grubb can do some work and figure that out for us.
0: Well, we're gonna get to Jeff Grubb in a little bit with this whole like Grubby Fun Gear thing going on with Splatoon, I think, in a little bit. But uh, Seth, I want to I want to chat with you about this as well. Like, where are you, where are you at with the NSO updates? Um, is there anything in particular about Goldeneye you wanna you wanna chat about? And while you gather your thoughts, uh, I just want to point out we're also watching the trailers uh, as we talk about each one of these games. And I just noticed. As the GoldenEye reveal is happening, it kind of shows like the NSO kind of app, I guess, firing up. And in the corner, there's a little Easter egg. Uh, it seems like a profile picture uh, referencing Metroid. I thought that was interesting considering we didn't get Metroid here. Maybe that's a yeah. little hint. Maybe I'm totally reading into it, but it's a little they like player one. There's a little little icon in there. That.
1: There's always a little Metroid icon in there. Yeah. I don't know if maybe it is a hint. I don't know. But yeah, for, for me, um, yeah, look, these are great. Uh, Pilot Wing 64 pokemon stadium one and two these are great games Mm. yeah they're great games what's weird is they they vary specifically and i don't know if it was just to like dissuade any speculation or whatever but they're in tiny text at the bottom it's like you cannot bring pokemon into this there's no transferring you know don't get hyped about that you know so that, that's a little bit of a bummer because I saw some people who didn't catch that and they were speculating, oh, it's because they're going to add Pokemon to Game Boy NSO and we're going to be able to bring all of us. It's like, no, no come sure, on, that's not going to um, happen. <laughs> but yeah, with, yeah, calm down a little bit. Right? But, uh, but with Goldeneye, um, Goldeneye is really cool. I like it's this is going to sell subscriptions, you know, regardless of the fact that I don't know if any of y'all have played it recently. Game doesn't hold up. I played it like a year ago. Um doesn't super hold up however um there's so much nostalgia like nostalgia sells big time that's what this is all about you know there there's gonna be so many people who buy expansion pack just because golden eyes on it
2: Mm -hmm. and they're gonna
1: they'll pop in there and they'll play some golden eye and it's like oh man like this even if they come away from it playing it once and saying oh this kind of sucks nintendo's still got their money so like who cares yeah (laughs) you're
0: right there and there's a lot of kind of there's gonna be a lot of information coming out i think about goldeneye and the way that it's coming to nintendo with this whole online thing and with the with the upgrades coming out to to xbox i'm curious on a number of fronts number one controls how that works one of my biggest hang-ups on Fox 64 which i think is one of the best games on nso expansion pack like but the controls are really tricky unless you have the new n64 controller so i'm curious how that's going to work with goldeneye because it's just that's that's a hurdle man at this stage it's it's even honestly even with the n64 controller i think goldeneye would be tricky to go back to yeah so what i saw though and i think we'll cover this a little bit more on the xbox drive as well is it seems like they're two different skews like they're actually like separate in that goldeneye for switch seems like um like many of these other games, it's just a ROM dump. Yep. Whereas the Xbox game is a like a remaster. Up. Like it's mm. totally. So I think that I think controls could be impacted there. And it's we haven't had honestly we haven't had anything like this since like the Sega and Nintendo days, where like Mortal Kombat was a completely different game on each system. Like this is about as close right. to that as like really because we, we typically get parody across these games. Uh, so a lot to unpack here. And one other thing, I just want to keep keep my tinfoil cap on here if that's okay with you guys is this seem like a pretty big dump of n64 games does that mean we're done with n64 we got our 1080 we got like you know golden seem like the it's like the crown jewel like never gonna happen does this mean gamecube is coming next does this mean Game Boy games are coming. Is there any? Seth is saying no. He doesn't want to buy into no, the No chance I want to start the rumor. Cube. It starts no, Sean, here.
1: GameCube. Yeah.
0: I was about to say, Oh, kind of down oh, right, oh wow. I,
1: look. No <laughs> chance. Look, I, no chance. I I look, mm. I love you very much, Sean. But um but but there's no chance with GameCube on NSO. Not gonna happen. Interesting. That, that, that IP is too valuable. The the IP for GameCube is too valuable to give away for not even like I'm not even saying free to give away for the price of expansion pack. Sure. They they would much rather just do like a AI up res and sell you thousand year door for $60. I get it. That, that's what they're going to do, you know. Yep. Um they they would rather do that than put it on expansion pack or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um now Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, I think, are are much more likely. Agreed. Um, and we and we know that they've already got emulation for, for those apps, you know, working and, and up and running and everything. So I, I do expect that sometime in the future. And I think they're hedging their bets a little bit here because they announced these handful of games and they said, hey, this is coming this year. This is coming in 2023. They're leaving themselves a little bit of breathing room to come out later and say, hey, this is, you know, like maybe sometime in 2023 here's where we're going to integrate game boy game boy color you know that way and maybe even other third party you know what if they did a dreamcast app you know what i mean they've already you know now we're they, talking yes okay did something like that you absolutely know
2: absolutely no GameCube. give me the dreamcast <laughs> yes Seth. now we're talking we'll get the wonder swan app so. or something that'd, that'd be, be sick that i would, would
1: be super happy with that <laughs> I think so uh, more third-party apps would be cool. Yeah,
2: I think just with the GameCube as well. Just from a technical standpoint, like every time they update a game to Nintendo's um, 64 Online, like it's like a 30 megabyte update. You get the game, cool. But for the GameCube games, they can be up to a gig and a half. So every single yeah. game they bring yeah. out, I don't think it will really work that well unless they separate the games out or something like that. But but it kind of loses the magic and the whole point of having Nintendo Switch Online, having these apps where we can easily jump into and play with friends and with the games being a bit more technical how does that work on nintendo's back end of making them mm-hmm. online swapping them around um but obviously i'd love to say that i'd love to get super smash brothers melee and mario kart double dash and all of this just on your switch it would be awesome but i think
1: dude we saw two gamecube remasters today we saw two of them today like they're already happening you know what I yeah. mean?
0: yeah
2: yeah.
1: So
0: well, I'm glad I'm glad you guys are bringing a dose of reality to this cuz really what I, <laughs> I I tricked you actually. I wanted to squash this nice Whoa. this ridiculousness that GameCube games are coming. I've never believed it not for a single second. But Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Yeah. I do think that there's something there and really the notion of what else is there? And this is maybe a topic for individual podcasts in the future. Like what else on 64? What's still missing? I'm sure there's, there's at least a few people or a few games that people could mention. Um, oh yeah. In the Third party
1: stuff. I want yeah. like, like you're, you're talking about, you know, ten eighty snowboard, give me snowboard kids, give me mischief makers, you know, give me Snap. Weird stuff like space station, Silicon Valley, you know, give me these, these ones, you know, when everybody, when these weird games come to like NES and super Nintendo and everybody groans, I love that stuff. Like, <laughs> they I are percent. <laughs> I I'm the host of a show called Keep Nintendo Weird, full disclosure. But like I I love that stuff, and that is the most exciting stuff for me, is the stuff I don't know about. You can give me first party Nintendo games all day long. I want to play some of this other stuff that is undersung and that gives me a chance to play. Like it was so amazing to see Sin and Punishment on this thing at launch. Yeah. You know nice. what I mean? And like we don't really get that anymore. We're just kind of getting the usual suspects, and we're kind of—I mean, I hate to say—but it, but like when it comes to N sixty four, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel in terms of first party Nintendo stuff. Nintendo didn't have a ton of first party output on N sixty four. We're getting after this. I mean, what else is there? You know, all on
0: Rare Replay. It's all on Xbox.
1: You know, and and now to you know to to the point with Golden Eye and Banjo Kazooie. I'm like, you know, you gotta imagine that other rare stuff is at least on the table. Give me DiddyCon Racing. You know
0: what I mean? call that's the one. That's actually the okay, if they can do Goldeneye, maybe they can figure out something with with yeah. this game. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Uh Drew, did you have anything? I think I might have derailed us a little bit. Did you, any other um any other games you want to make sure that we we cover? Yeah, well, well, chat about today.
2: I think I'm um, just jumping off the 64 one. I just really want Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64 online. Oh, wow. It
1: is surprising we don't have that yet. Yeah.
2: I and uh, Mario
0: Party, I think, sets a precedent that maybe that's possible. Like before today, I would tell you you're crazy, but like, I mean, why not? They had a bunch of Mario Party games there now. So seems like there's parody there. We don't need them,
2: but yeah, I could see it. Can we just take out Mario Party one and put Smash Brothers there? We can just play Mario Party two and three. Just trade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can we just do a cheeky trade? <laughs> Yeah, propose a trade.
2: Yeah. What else, man? What else is here? I think. Um, I think uh, my most exciting update was um, Mario Strikers uh, Battle League Football. They got a uh, they got Paulina there, so the game is saved. So that's um stop. <laughs> the game is saved. Stop. That's all we were waiting on. <laughs> we also, we also got Diddy Kong. So that, that it's everything we were asking for.
1: That's, that's all we needed. That's the only problem I ever had. Yeah, just no, Pauline. That was my negative column for that game.
2: But um, <laughs> that aside, how do you guys feel about the golf update coming to Nintendo Switch Online? It looks like it's been delayed, so it's not going to be here for a little while. But we got a new survival golf mode, which could be interesting. But it's weird how this game was sort of set up to be like a like a sort of an online game that keeps on updating to get you to come in, but it's just. The content rollout's been so slow. And I don't know if I've gone back to it since probably May or early June. Yeah. Definitely, this is part of my
0: saltiness, I think, over the over this year is like when I go from so hyped and so ready for a game to completely take over and let's all jump in and it's amazing. And then I'm not playing it eight days later. Like that happened maybe a couple times, and this game is is one of them. I'm just taking a moment to see any of the fine print If this is trying to sneak anything in it says up to eight players online can play together on the same course in survival golf i don't think that that's anything new or sneaky that they're trying to do but like i i'm i am excited but it comes with the caveat that it's coming later than we thought it was we thought it was going to be maybe october or fall and it's now part of a free winter update 2022
1: yeah S- I, seth where you like at this- with it well, I, I feel like this also kind of taps into another reason I think I might be feeling a little bit soft on this direct because um, I felt like a lot of the first party communication we had in here was a little bit like just weird. And like, mm-hmm. you, you like for example, it felt weird to have this here, especially since it got a delay. Um, it felt weird to get like Mario Kart 8 wave three. But here's like two of the Ooh. tracks. Yes. Here's, and like, and and no release date or anything like that. Just this holiday. Here's a little video for the Mario Strikers update. Here's like five minutes on Pikmin Bloom. Oh, like, what are we doing? We're talking yeah. about like, that Bloom.
0: Yeah. Oh. hard to argue with these points.
1: Um, you know, and and like they, you know, Miyamoto's out there and he mentions the Mario movie. I thought, oh, like, oh my God, we're actually going to see a Mario movie trailer today. It's Mario's birthday for crying out loud. We're going to see a Mario movie trailer. And nope. no. <laughs> nothing and so uh, there was a li- just a, a lot of weird like mixed communication i felt like why was out of all the things that have had little like twitter drops and updates over this past you know six months or so these are the ones that are getting worked into a general direct i just found that a little bit odd but um but it is what it is i i think it's cool i i kind of bounced off of nintendo switch sports I, I you know i play with my family every so often and and it's fun but um But yeah, this this didn't really do a whole lot for me personally.
0: You are making too much sense here, Seth. Like those (laughs) I I can't argue with any of that. Like the Pikmin Bloom thing really was pretty maddening. And I don't know. Has anybody played this game? I've played it and it's like it couldn't be deleted any faster off my phone Played it for a week. Yeah, (laughs) I, yeah, (laughs) I
2: haven't played it. Pokemon Go is just my game when I'm going around. So I don't need another one.
0: Mm hmm. My kids were really excited about it, and we—I kind of just gave it a shot, and they—they they asked about it a week later. I'm like, ah, we can't play that game anymore. Like, I, <laughs> I just, I just, I just can't. It, it, it felt very strange. I don't know if the idea. I'm just trying to like wrap my head around the Nintendo strategy here. Is like, is this the lead-in for Pikmin? Is this how they get you excited for Pikmin Four? Was this a troll? Like, was this them just like messing with us for five minutes, talking about this it was- mobile game that you walk?
1: this was this Nintendo direct and, and maybe this is like my, my sort of bottom line thought is like, we, we all know that Nintendo directs are big commercials. Right. But this is the first Nintendo direct where it felt like one to me, Mm. you know, like this, this is the one where I was like, like it felt like, like, like we can sit here and have this conversation of like, oh, by the way, uh, Super Nintendo World's happening. Oh, by the way, the Mario movie's still happening. Oh, by the way, here's Pikmin Bloom that's been out for like a year and you're not playing it. Right, but right. We're, yeah. but, but don't be too mad because Pikmin 4 is still a real thing. Here's a little short teaser and don't be too mad about that. But, you know, so I, I it felt a little like just tone deaf in terms of, you know, coming into this direct, they had to have been cognizant of people wanted to hear that big first part. I've been hearing other Nintendo podcasts like all year long saying, you know, where are my big first party things to get excited about this year? Where's my Donkey Kong? Where's my Zelda? Where's my Mario? And, um,
0: Zelda was at the this,
1: end. Zelda was at the end, of course. <laughs> but, um, but even that was just like, you know, we, it's a great new trailer and everything, but you know, I, I, we, we got, when it came to first party communication, it was all this like weird, muddy stuff. And I think that kind of put a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah. because like the- Definitely Square Enix direct is what I'm hearing a lot of people right. say. But yeah, Drew, I saw yes. you kind of like nodding along with, with Seth there.
2: Yeah, because like the Pokemon company, they do the same thing. Like here's a Pokemon Violet and Scarlet video. But before we air that, here are 10 trailers for Pokemon Masters, Pokemon Go, Pokemon whatever it's like we do not care about them but they're just trying to put them down our throats and this just felt like that obviously the game hasn't taken off the way they want it to so they bring Miyamoto out they know they've got their Nintendo audience captive sitting in front of the screen and it just felt like that. like dude I I've got so much respect for you but I I couldn't care less about that game I really I couldn't (laughs) and there's, there's people in our discord who really enjoy the game it gets them out and walking walking and it's just a, a sort of a more casual take than even Pokemon Go. So I think it does have its audience. But as far as bringing it out in the direct, I understand why they did it. But yeah, just a little bit frustrating because you're just looking at the clock. You're looking at your watch. Like, come on, come on. Like, You know, it's, a- mm-hmm.
0: you know it's 40 minutes.
2: You know, yeah. they want, you want a big yeah. deal to kind of close and- things off.
0: <laughs> and they're
1: like, hey, there's a new Bayonetta trailer, but not here. Go to our YouTube channel separately and go watch the Bayonetta trailer there it's like why why couldn't we have just cut some time out of pikmin bloom for crying out loud oh i I thought, I thought that was a content
0: i thought that was a content thing i think the trailer maybe. i haven't watched the trailer but i imagine that it was maybe a little racy they're trying to f- make sure that this stays yeah. nintendo friendly yeah. and maybe the, yeah. the, the the full-on
2: bayonetta trailer was just a little
0: a little too nasty little too, for the nintendo direct racy. i
2: can see a little that. too racy I think, I'm, I'm totally guessing but yeah i think if they put in like a a 10-minute gameplay trailer for Bayonetta, though people would complain about that as well. That's a game we already know about, we've seen about, and like for me, I'm going to buy it and play it, and I don't know if I need any more information on it. So yeah. I could see that being a complaint. I think that was a good sort of actual smart decision by Nintendo to put that out separately. People who want to go and see it can go and watch it, but otherwise we just got a bit more of a story overall update with the Bayonetta 3 trailer. Mm-hmm. The uh, the uh, uh, six, uh, sixty-five on Metacritic, Sean, that game.
0: Yeah, yep, that's <laughs> the one. You guys, you just wait, and we'll see. I'm not, I'm not too confident about that, that prediction, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Splatoon, if that's okay with you guys. Uh, yeah. Splatfest coming, you know. Again, this isn't, um, this isn't a brand new game, but. Just out, we've been playing this a bunch. Nice to kind of see it getting a bit of a spotlight, keep people's attention on it. Um, Yeah, what were your Seth? What were your thoughts on the Splatfest announcement?
1: It's a weird <laughs> Splatfest, right? yeah, really. It's, weird. A, it's like it's a weird like kind of concept for a Splatfest, and it's and it's weird that they announced it here. It was cool because, of course, you know, again, this was this was a commercial for Splatoon three because it just came out. You know, it's like, hey, you know, we we have this brand new game that just came out. Um, just in case you haven't bought it yet you know Players there are updates coming there's an update coming next yeah we, we have an update coming next weekend with the with the Splatfest fest and everything they even had this weird thing on Twitter where they uh they even said like drew kind of mentioned uh, earlier the connection issues they had this little at the same time they're like yeah we have the Splatfest fest coming we're, we're working on matchmaking too like it's cool you oh. know and um so it <laughs> felt a little bit odd. But uh, but it's it's an interesting, I guess, um, you know, the the gear grub and fun, which, you know, would you have on a deserted island? You know, yeah, kind of cool, I guess.
0: The topics or the choices, the teams didn't feel nearly as like this isn't going to be as divisive. I don't think I don't I was really loving the paper, rock, scissors because it seemed like people really allied with like whatever whatever side they chose and i don't know that i'm i feel very strongly about any of these i'm very curious if anybody does like you're nuts if you pick fun like what is I'm i don't team know <laughs> yeah, i don't, don't see yeah. but Are you know you crazy? It, it is it's important and, and i'm very curious to see what else they have in store for us but maybe it's just coming off of what i thought was a great selection that this feels a little bit weird but perfect timing it did feel like a by the numbers kind of thing. It's X number of days after the game is launched. It's a perfect time to announce the next thing to keep people excited. Like, I feel like they did it. They're, they're serving Splatoon right. Um, which is, I feel like that's kind of kind of all that you can ask for. So not really a surprise, really, in any way other than the selections, I yep. think.
2: Yep. My, my reaction to it was just like, you know, we got this brand new format. We're excited to see how it's utilized in Splatoon 3. And the first one is just like, Grub, fun, or gear? All right, yeah, yeah that's a little bit strange. It you was... don't even use that word. The grub is like, like that's food. I get like, is that? Yeah, can Bridget. they like? It's a very. Is that is that like a British thing? Snacks. Some grub.
1: Grub, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very like '90s thing. Get some grub. They're really attacking
2: the UK, aren't they? You know, with Zelda and having oh, grub in the Splatfish. They're really going for them, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but personally for me, I'm gonna pick grub. I'm gonna, oh God, if I'm stuck on the island, I want food. Oh, you're I'll, nuts! Fun all the way. Fun, yeah. I'll just. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know.
1: The, I mean, I don't really care. I'm, I'm yeah. gonna go with whatever big man goes with, probably. Um, nice. Yeah. Is, you know, most of the people. However, like if I if I'm thinking about it logically, I mean, if I'm team gear, then if I have good gear, I can get food and have fun. So. Mm. i'm thinking about it logically maybe i'm team gear but i'm realistically i'm gonna go with big man
2: that's a lot of thought (laughs) depends on the island too They might not have any resources to mine so it doesn't matter what you have it doesn't matter and you just need time i think
0: we're all just mm -hmm. Uh, maybe just bring something so that you can end it on your own terms you know, oh, if you're all alone, <laughs> be
2: oh, nice. dark, be a good dark. Be a
0: good you up. know, it's amazing. <laughs> Before maybe we get to <laughs> Zelda, um, I feel like Ryan Turfords and the Garrett Blands and the RPG lovers out there are screaming at the top of their lungs because I feel like we've danced around somehow. Tap dance in a lump in a minefield here. We haven't talked about any of the RPGs, maybe other than Fire Emblem. Uh are there any RPGs that kind of like jumped out to you guys? Big surprise for me was Octopath Traveler 2. I think, as we mentioned a little bit earlier. Very curious to see how they advance that series. I think there's a tremendous amount of fairly unanimous um feedback on the first game as far as the stories and did they ever intertwine? It's it's a lot, I think. So I'm very curious on how they how they kind Of keep going with that concept, uh, but yes, Ryan Turford in the chat project Octopath Traveler 2 The Octopath's Revenge is what this, <laughs> this one is.
1: Blue. Were they any I on the actually, RPG side? Uh, well, I, I'll say this I and I feel like I'm not seeing that many people talk. I thought that game Rain Code looked great, like yeah, that yep. that um, from the Dongan Rampa, you know, team, like that looks awesome. I, I was like really impressed by that, and I love the Dongan Rampa games anyway. But um, I thought that looked really good. And I feel like I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about it. That was definitely, that was a highlight. That would be probably somewhere in my top five announcements. Like a new, you know, kind of IP and an interesting concept. I love the visual style of it. It looks awesome.
2: Yeah. And like for me as well, like Crisis Core, excited to get a release date for that. Yeah. Uh, Was it December 13th off the top of my head? Mm -hmm. 13th. Yeah, so really looking forward to that. Um, just whether I play it on Switch, I, I don't know yet. I might play it on PlayStation. Um, but looking forward to that. I think Harvest Stella, which was shown off at the third-party showcase a couple of months ago, um, that caught my eye then, and I'm excited to give give that a go. A demo has come out now, so we can all give it a go a couple of months before the game's release. So that's a, that's one of the... That was a big one for me. Thank yeah. you for mentioning that. I'm going to grab good. my
0: Switch Lite and, uh, and start to download. Where the heck is my Switch Lite? I got to find my Switch yeah, Lite and download that downloaded. sucker. I'm going to have to play it tonight. Yeah, it looks
2: yeah cool. So that looks cool, but I think um just you know, they started bringing out like, you know, Story of Seasons. So, okay, that, that's cool. Then they I'm like then they literally have like Rune Factory 3. And they've already got Rune, Rune Factory 4 and the new game Rune Factory 5 which came out this year in uh, in the West on Switch. And they're going back to an old 3DS game. I'm like They've got so many farming sims. They're going back to old, old, um, old games on 3DS, bringing them over. That, that's how like serious this uh, this farming sim epidemic on Switch uh, for this director was. <laughs> epidemic. <laughs> they're just coming from it. everywhere, like, and they looked good, mind you. But like, oh, that looks cool. But after a couple, I'm like, oh my god, there's another one, and there was another one, and there was another one. And I was thinking about the people that really do enjoy these games. Like, I feel happy for you, but even if you're super into them, you won't you wouldn't be able to play them all in like yeah. in the year or as they release because like these games you put a lot of time into them to them, and yeah, I was just it's kind of an interesting thing from Nintendo's marketing team. Like, surely, why would you why would you do that to each game? Like, just like your third party partners, yeah, I think it's just a bad idea to have have them open, just overshadow one another. And yeah. like personally for me, it doesn't bother me too much because I look at them and I can choose maybe one or two. I'll probably choose like half a stellar, and um, uh, that would probably do me to be honest. But when I watch like an Xbox conference or like PlayStation conferences or something in the past, I've, I've sort of zoned out because everything's like a first person shooter or it's all it's all about violence or whatever. And I sort of zone out a little bit. And it is what it is, but it just depends what you're into. Like, you know, Ryan Turford Mm -hmm. loves like his JRPGs and he's in heaven. Whereas like some of us will be like, look, I just need a couple of JRPGs. Leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was probably the most interesting thing from the direct, just like as far as like critiquing the actual presentation. It's just how much, how much of a similar thing there was. I just, I don't know why Nintendo sort of decided to do that. I guess like TGS is on. So a lot of their partners making similar games in Japan, it's time to showcase them because they're going to be on the show floor or whatever. I think that's got more to do with it than than anything. But.
0: Yeah. I think it is just kind of a function of how many games in general are coming out. This is a September direct, which is maybe unusual in that we didn't get a June one kind of for E3. Like this seemed like just an absolute massive dump of games. And you're right. The, the takeaway is the the farm simulator kind of thing. But I, I'm just kind of like looking at the list and there is a huge amount of variety here as well. So it's it's interesting. There's that one genre that seems to dominate, but you've got like It Takes to Xenoblade, Tunic, uh, Splatoon. Then you've got Octopath, of course, but Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope was in there again, just as a reminder, yeah. like for anybody who keeps forgetting that game is coming out. I've recently um, changed
2: my mind on that game too. Like I wasn't that interested in it until they... Set, oh set yeah, a- I couldn't be more they said about yeah, rayman rayman coming in the dlc I'm like, yes Whoa. all right i think um i think that's uh that's hooked me in because every now and again i just close my eyes and i just imagine if it was mario plus rayman and instead of the rabbits you had like glowbox and barbara and rayman i'm like oh what could have been but mm-hmm. still still looks awesome it's the galaxy aesthetic and everything has me has me pretty excited
0: that's just it. I know you, like again, like I think Yarden was in the chat earlier saying something like forty-one or forty-two games here. And I really do think we're we're kind of an international uh, panel here. You could pick any one of us and we can't afford this direct. There's always my oh, metric no. on do I appreciate <laughs> it? Is it good? Like, yeah, pay for it then. Like pay like pick the games you like and buy them. And you can't. It's too much money. It's too expensive. So yeah, there's this mix of that's where a lot of my excitement comes from. But it's undeniable uh, how much similar stuff, especially for people who aren't necessarily like into the genre, like certain things start to look similar, even if they aren't. You know, if even if yeah. you're just like, wow, I saw a lot of anime today. Like, Well, wow, there's still different. You can still kind of like fine tune and split hairs from there. Um, but yeah, Pikmin is definitely adding to this uh, Resident Evil with cloud stuff is in their Bayonetta, of course just a, a, a tremendous amount of of um, variety that I just want to emphasize as maybe we start to close things out. But the takeaway for most people is one genre they saw the entire time. I just want to maybe challenge that notion a little bit. There was one genre that was probably overrepresented. But Seth, I think that's kind of like where I ended up landing was just appreciating the, how many games, like basically a game a minute is kind of where we landed here. It's about 40 yeah. games, 40 minutes um Maybe, if it's okay, if there's anything else you guys want to make sure that we discuss, please feel free to let me know. But I would be remiss if we ended the show without talking about those tears and that kingdom and the sky and the flying and the link. And we finally now know that the sequel to The Breath of the Wild is not called Breath of the Wild 2, but it is Tears of the Kingdom. Seth, are these happy tears or are they sad tears? whose tears are they <laughs>
1: happy tears. definitely happy tears. I, well, for me anyway, I, I really, you know, uh, Zelda is my favorite video game franchise and I, I have a deep, deep love for Zelda and I love breath of the wild. I mean, I think most people do. Um, it was cool. It was exciting to get an update. It was a great trailer. Um, you know, it, it, the May 12th release date is exciting, you know, um, to finally have, I think a lot of people were kind of expecting it in March. Like we we're going to have that parody with the first breath of the wild and everything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it looks, it looks cool. And, and I, I love anytime there's a new Zelda trailer, I love like going frame by frame and picking it apart and, you know, talking with lore nerds and whatnot about it and, um, and kind of trying to figure out what's going on with this game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's the sequel to breath of the wild. I, you know, how can you not be excited? <laughs>
0: You you bring up a lot there to unpack, but Drew, maybe I'll throw it to you first. Um, yeah, thoughts on on Breath of the Wild too, the
2: Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, it's going to take a bit of bit of time to get used to saying that, isn't it? We're just so used to saying Breath of the Wild and Breath of the Wild too, but just especially since it's a, it's a little bit similar. We have got of, of the in the middle, so yeah, Tears of the mm-hmm. Kingdom. So it's going to be a little bit hard to uh, adjust to it, but I'm sure it won't take too long. But um this is, this is pretty much what I wanted. I didn't want too much. I said on Twitter that I would actually be, I wouldn't mind if they just said, uh, look, we'll, we'll tell you more about Zelda early next year. And we get a big blowout then. And then the game still comes out in May. We got a quick turnaround. Don't have too much hype and all that sort of, you know, stretched out over a long period of time. Um, but yeah, I think this, this game looks great. I think I've, it's, it's kind of weird because I'm not like, super just overly excited. I'm not like vibrating in my seat as I'm watching it. In my mind, I've very much been like, like I've just sort of made myself think like the game is going to come out when it comes out. And when it comes out, I'll play it all weekend. I will not put it down, but I'm not like just, yeah, just losing my mind as far as, as far as just waiting for it to come out. So when I'm looking at all these little details and how they cut the trailers together is really strange because you unless you pause it, it really makes you sort of like think about what is that mechanic? What's going on? Like you're seeing like, we're seeing Link. There's obviously Skyloft is playing a massive role in this game. We saw it in the last trailer for the game as well. And it looks like we're like rebuilding Skyloft in some way, Um, just like bringing parts from Hyrule back up the Skyloft in one of the scenes where Link was using one of his uh, new uh, tools to take a, a block of land or something up. So just like mm-hmm. every tiny, tiny little bit of that just like just triggers your intrigue. How you can see Link diving through the clouds when he lands on this—I I don't know if it's a something from a divine beast or something like a like a big metal bird that's um, in the sky that he lands yeah. on. And is that like a part of transportation in the game? Is that like a? is that something that's automatically just in the sky that you can sort of catch a ride on like a big metal bus? <laughs> just, just like we drop in link. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that was a funny thing. A lot of people were saying too. Um, but then it just shows you like all the, all the stuff on the wall where it's like, it looks like it's got the villain of the game. It doesn't look like it's Ganon or a form of Ganon that we've seen before princess Zelda's um, looks like she's been in a lot of trouble as far as what the script says. And, what the actual name, like, like Anuma said uh, previously, like they haven't put the name out there because it's going to be a spoiler. But now that they've said the name Tears of the Kingdom, I don't really know what that means. I don't know if that's just like blown off the, the main mechanic. And I think they still got to show a little bit more for it to, to click in my head. Like is the main mechanic dro- dropping tears on these bits of land to bring them back up like I, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. just off the top of my head, but it's. Uh, I, I'm I'm really excited. It's my number one game. I was looking forward to it. I was I was expecting it, and um, I, I'm I'm stoked that it's coming out May and not later than that. The wait is finally going to going to end. in still a fair while from now, but can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be great.
0: You know, it has the unfortunate situation to follow up in a way one of the greatest if not the greatest video game trailers of all time in my in my mind which is the original breath of the wild trailer when they first showed us that the music (laughs) everything like we hadn't seen anything like it before i think we all get chills just thinking about like watching that for the first time it was it was remarkable in every possible way the music is something that just sticks with me the moment with zelda crying in link's arms and just all of it just looked incredible so I'm wondering if this is kind of the narrative for for Tears of the Kingdom and that and similar for God of War as well, like with these games following up these sequels. It's it's a tall order. We had we had a special connection with the original Breath of the Wild. What is this game actually going to do? And if there's any sort of like balancing to my weird optimism out of today, it is that like I have to admit, aside from it, like proving its existence, I was a little bit underwhelmed by this trailer, especially when I compare it to the to the first Breath of the Wild trailer that we got. I Mm -hmm. I don't know what's happening. And maybe that's part of the point. Like we don't know like what the story is here. We kind of get a sense of it's going to be enormous and all of that. But like, what's the conflict? And so there's lots more for us to learn. And I'm excited to go go along that journey between now and and May, but as far as a reveal, like this was a title reveal. Let's be honest, this was a date and a title reveal. Uh-huh. Almost nothing else. But surely there's, I don't know, a couple thousand frames of of footage for people to to comb through and, and dig out. So Nintendo relies on that sort of thing. Um, but Seth, where are these? Where are these remakes? And is there enough time for us to still get a remake before this? And what about hardware? my friend, like those are big questions in my mind. Um, And then maybe we'll round things out with Metroid at the end, but yeah, where's, what are we doing here, man? We still need twilight princess. We still need wind waker. And this is the only thing they talk to us about.
1: It is weird. It it is because like full disclosure, I am one of those where, you know, Nintendo seems like they've wanted a Zelda game every year. This will have been, if, if no Zelda game comes out this year, this will have been the only year without a Zelda game since the launch of the switch. So it would be really weird if we didn't get some sort of Zelda game. But it's also I also wonder how much of that we're just kind of like putting on Nintendo as fans. Like maybe Nintendo doesn't actually really care about that all that much internally. And I also wonder, you know, there there are a lot of things about this game, Tears of the Kingdom, that are connected directly to Skyward Sword. The last one we got. Mm-hmm. You can totally tell that like they they did that on purpose. You know, yeah. they they want to make sure that people played Skyward Sword because I'm sure that it's going to connect in some tangential way to Tears of the Kingdom. Agreed. Even like we we see that little like belt vial thing that Link has in this trailer and that even to me looks like the spirit tears from Skyward Sword. Like it, True, it looks yeah. like that. Mm. Um cuz it's like you know they're on that weird like vine and they're kind of like segmented. It looks really similar it looks like a modernized version of it to me
0: mm. even um, diving off the cliff like it's just it's guys yeah. yeah
1: it looks just like skyward sword right so i almost wonder if they don't want to confuse the messaging by putting out those twilight princess and wind waker before this like yeah. if they're like we, we don't want to have that in people's mind. We want to have Skyward Sword in people's mind. We want that to be your lasting Zelda memory before coming into Tears of the Kingdom in May. We don't want you to be thinking about Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and then playing this. So that's speculation on my part. I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I still, yeah, I, I think they're probably real. I just don't know when they're going to happen because if they don't get them out before this, what are they going to do? Put it out after tears of the kingdom when everybody's just playing that, you know, everybody's just playing this now. So surely there's a Mario
0: game coming after that at some point. Surely donkey Kong will show up at a certain point. You know, it's, it's funny when we were talking about, I think last week on the show, like we were trying to plot this out. When, like, when is all this supposed to happen? We know uh, before today, we knew that um, tears of the kingdom was going to be sometime next year. So it seemed like it was tight already, and maybe Nintendo's just slapping us around a little bit. Like, like shame on you for believing all those rumors. You should know better by now. We're going to show you the way. Oh, f- um, but, yeah, Drew, where are you at with, with these with these rumors, the, the games that we're supposed to be getting, we're not getting? Like, is that disappointing, or is it just the way that it is? I think it would have been
2: great to get them. I really want to play... I, I, really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, would I sure, yeah. I maybe really want to play yeah. uh, Wind Waker on my OLED. Yeah. I just, and Twilight Princess is... One of my top five favorite games. I love Twilight Princess. I think um, it it gets a bad rap, but the dungeon design in that game is just unreal. Just got to put up with a really slow start. But I think as far as these rumors go, as soon as I saw them, and you know, I've been doing The House of Mario for five years, and I, I looked back at some episodes, like probably in our first year, and the first one was like, it was rumors about the Metroid Prime trilogy. Etc. etc. Oh, yeah. We've done this roundabout every year. And September the Nintendo has been doing directs in September for eight years in a row. So anybody who can guess that, <laughs> they're a bloody genius. Congratulations for guessing there's a direct. <laughs> wow. Especially, Tell me your insiders. Especially when there hasn't been one in June. It's like, well, I there probably will be. Like who knows? There yeah. might not be. There might be other plans. But there probably is. And just these just always like a Metroid prime trilogy or one remake or the Metroid games. It's never anything interesting where these leakers are saying that like, Oh, look, this is going to be there. I've actually heard news that, uh, you know, F zero is getting a reboot and it's going to be there. It's nothing interesting. There's a Star Fox racing game for a second there. There was that Star Fox racing game. True, yeah. I think they probably got burnt by that. Like, oh, we can't make any. Well, and that that
1: was like, wasn't <laughs> yeah. the whole thought of that 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 was like a fake leak that yeah. Nintendo put out to find out who was
0: leaking? That was awesome. Like, I yeah. hope so. I really did I seem like too. something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I I think it's just when it comes to these remakes and like obvious sort of games that are going to move over from Wii U to to switch, we we have just we have such a small pool now that we can, we can put it yeah. down to Xenoblade Chronicles X and probably these two Zelda games. And mm-hmm. we, we can make the guess next year. We can make the guess the year after that. And eventually it will come, it will probably come real at least one of the games in the last year of the switch when Nintendo doesn't want to put all their resources into a brand new um, game that will not sell that well because the switch is on its way out. That's when we'll probably see one of these games. It's a bit like easy money. Because that's what Twilight Princess was on the Wii U. We had nothing coming yeah. out, so like, oh look, here's a here's that launch Wii game with a nice little bit of plastic, a nice little a wolf that you can tap on your gamepad. pad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't know. I was I'm just um, I'm, you're I was, rumored out. Yeah, I'm 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 way too rumored out, man. I just I get it. Just I I know that that's how they make their living and. Just uh, obviously I'm talking about, um, I guess, the main culprit for this very situation was Jeff Grubb. Jeff Grubb sounds like... Thanks, a, Jeff. He seems like a really nice man. I don't want to be mean to him. but Yeah, I agreed. Christ almighty. Like it, it, <laughs> and maybe it's the internet's fault for just latching onto it so much. Maybe it's not even yeah, his fault necessarily. Fueling but it. Every article is just like, oh, look, there's going to be Wind Waker and there's going to be Twilight Princess. But then you click yeah. into it and it's just Jeff Grubb saying, yeah, we might say it. I could say that. I could say that. Mm, Sean could say it yeah. or Seth could say that. And it has yep. the, the same amount of weight as um, it did for anyone else, but
0: no. We gotta keep track of our accuracy, like yeah. a like a batter. Like, what are we what are we what are we batting over here? Uh, before we close things I, out, I thought I it would be. I in- just
1: wonder, like, oh, sorry, sorry, Seth,
0: go ahead. No, no, you, I'm I'm go going ahead, it, in a totally different sorry, direction. Was, you go ahead, man.
1: I I well, I was just gonna say, I wonder, I wonder if there's like a sense when you're when you're somebody like a Jeff Grubb where it's like, um. you you know why can't like why don't i just like not like why don't i just not talk about this anymore because i know that that is what a lot of people come to him and his shows and things like that for Mm -hmm. but like you know if if it were me i would feel so burned by this i'd be like cool i'm just not going to report on like anything that i do know Mm -hmm. if i do think that nintendo is like sitting on this stuff if i do hear rumblings about this or that i'm just literally not going to talk about it anymore like if i were him right
0: it makes you wonder yeah. what he isn't talking about i do yeah. believe that there is an element right. of that that he's choosing to filter on on some things and it is like there's some some things he gets right enough i guess and that's it like i said that's a probably a whole other conversation yeah. it altogether
2: it is his, it's his business model that's why he keeps saying it <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: well, there
1: are a lot of people right it's their it's their whole thing like that's yeah. how they put food on the table and like i i get it but but at the same time i think it's i think it's really damaging to uh, to the culture and i think it's probably damaging to them ultimately because you know mm. uh broken clocks right twice a day or whatever but i mean it's still there's a lot of hours in between where it's not right
0: yeah,
2: yeah. at a certain
1: point you just throw that clock in the trash that's why i'm so frustrated <laughs> you know? about
2: it just you know like you said it, ru- it ruins our culture like you know we we're, we're in this we're doing a weekly podcast or whatever and i'm i'm just uh, tired of the whole discourse being around like remakes that could be coming out, that a are, are slated is definitely coming out. When we've got so many awesome games to talk about, anyway, let's celebrate some of them. Let's let's lift up some indie titles instead of talking about a potential GameCube game from two thousand and three coming out. But I don't know, just yeah. it's brought I think that, I
0: think we're well, and I'm I'm with you as well. And I've definitely challenged the notion of what as podcasters do we select to choose? Like nobody's handing us a script. Like we get to select. What the topics of the day are going to be, so maybe we're we're committing the cardinal sin here. And and with the release, I would say of of Splatoon three, we're now in it, my friends. Um, to prepare to be overwhelmed with mm. games is kind of the message that we come out of this thing with. Uh, Splatoon is already taking over the world, and everything else that came out even before that. There's still Xenoblade and everything that that we're trying to get through. Unless you're a madman, you've already completed Xenoblade. In which case, I want your life. I'm jealous. Um, <laughs> I'm but we're, we're heading into we're heading into a pretty crazy time man like october has really two big games i would say from like a, a first party standpoint uh, mario plus rabbits and then bayonetta on the 28th november we have pokemon which i think Ooh. is maybe the the one and only big one but that's probably big enough that's an absolute meteor in in november and then uh, anything in in December here. I'm not sure if there's anything there. A bit of a, a sh- well, Crisis Core, which we got a we got a bit of a thing here, but it wasn't a first party. And then Fire Emblem in January. So we will be busy. Personally, I will be playing probably every one of those games except for Bayonetta, because it's going to score 65 on Metacritic, and I'm I'll take that to the bank. <laughs> I'm taking it to my grave. I will probably be wrong about that, but that is what I have declared. Uh, but there's tons of games here. That's really what I'm getting at, you guys. Lots to be celebrating. Uh, Seth, any final thoughts or anything you want to make sure that we hang on before we close up shop here, my friend?
1: Um, I'll, I'll just quickly mention, because it's wild that we didn't mention it, Kirby's Return to Dream Land. Deluxe. Yeah. It's not that wild. Just, just quickly, it's pretty wild that we didn't mention that. That's a that's a Wii game remake. That's pretty cool. And it's, and it's got a great redesign of DDD, so I just wanted to shout that out real quick. Good call. Nice, man. <laughs>
0: Drew, how about you, man? Anything that we really should have captured here? Any any closing thoughts as we as we end out our discussion on the Nintendo Direct September twenty twenty
2: two? I think we covered most of it. Um, I think just from my perspective, like the, the cloud versions of the Resident Evil Village, I was surprised to see that that's available in Australia. The the other games haven't been mm. like oh. like Control and all that. So I'm interested to see how that works. I've um I played a little bit on like x cloud and stuff and it just does not work with my internet so um yeah i, I might try the demo just for shits and gigs i think see see how it goes nice. but, um, <laughs> typically streaming does not work for in my household but i I'm, I'm happy with it man i'm happy with uh what the direct was there was a a lot of stuff i was just sitting through just going oh yeah oh yeah like it's not for me or i don't want to yeah, I've got too much of a backlog anyway or whatever have you, but right. I've got, I've got definitely a good handful of games that I'm really excited for. And I think it's going to be it filled in those gaps between when we'll t- typically get another direct, probably probably get another one in uh, February. So just like between yep. then there's now fire emblem, there's Octopath traveler Two, There's uh, we got release date for crisis core. There's like a few gaps that are sort of, sort of filled up there. So, um, Little, you know, give me a little bit more anxiety, like oh, more games to play. Jesus it's crossed. Um, Just on Switch, if you ha- only have Switch,
0: you are you're doing all right.
2: And yeah. that's,
0: I'm glad you brought those up because like, where would those Zelda ports go? There's no room for anything else. I think yeah. we're jammed. I like, can we declare it's full? We're sold out. Like we are, where there's no more room for anything else. This is it. Somehow, in the back of my mind, I still think Nintendo's going to announce these remakes like next week some tweet or something like that (laughs) you know what i mean like what they just have like this 40 minute opportunity they give 90 percent of it to square enix and then they'll they'll give zelda like a tweet or something so you never know it'll
1: be a tweet tomorrow totally just wait yeah
0: Mm. it's a crazy time man but Mm -hmm. i've had a great time chatting with you fine gentlemen this evening just recapping the nintendo direct september 2022 it happened we have a zelda game pikmin bloom is still a thing um, Seth, do you wanna let everybody listening where they can find you and all of your absolutely astonishing content on the internet, my friend?
1: Oh yeah, thank you very much. What what a treat to to come on here and, and hang out with y'all. Um yeah, you can find me at $2 Hero, all spelled out on Twitter. My podcast is all in a Nintendo Podcast. You can that's all in podcast, A L L N podcast. You can find that, you know, pretty much everywhere as well. And um, yeah, we're a weekly Nintendo variety show. Fun times.
0: <laughs> amazing I, uh, I really appreciate collaborating with you uh, this evening, I, you're amazing yeah. uh, Drew, Agnew the House of Mario, tell the internet if they're not already listening, you might already be listening to the House of Mario podcast feed so <laughs> that makes it <this> slightly awkward <laughs> but tell anybody who's listening on the Nintendo Drive where they can find you and all that good stuff my friend
2: um, I'm on Twitter at iDruby and you can find the show on all your podcast services and my YouTube channel youtube.com slash iDruby so, yeah, just top in the House of Mario there. You also find Encore at the House of Mario, which is our after-party Nintendo podcast where you can find uh, interviews and uh, solo discussions and review discussions and stuff that um, I can just separate from the main news sort of uh, cesspool that happens each week. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. And I just want to vouch for you, boys. I'm patrons of uh, both of your channels. I love what you guys do. <laughs> so if anybody wants to go and check anyone out, it's got to be it's got to be you guys at Carpool Gaming and all in and Nintendo podcast. Oh, come on now. Come well, on, now. I guess. Being modest. But yeah, but he's also making it
0: so that like I sh- I should probably say oh. you guys should go check out the House of Mario. That's where the really good stuff is. Like, I'll, you know, I'll check off. I'll check off that box uh thanks for showing up tonight man uh, or today this morning tomorrow whatever it is in australia time as for me uh you can find me on twitter at sean capri at sean like you capri like the pants you can find us uh at carpool gaming on twitter and tiktok and instagram and everywhere else uh, but it would be incredible if you all subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash carpool gaming where we've got basically a video and or podcast a day Um, Patreon.com slash CarpoolGaming to support us at an incredible level. Um, That's it. That's all. Thank you guys so much. And um, we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Bye -bye. Bye now. The House of Mario and Nintendo podcast is lovingly crafted and recorded in the Southeast of South Australia. The show is produced and hosted by me, Drew Agnew, and my co-host is Bryce DeWitt. If you enjoy my work here and on my other podcasts, Encore at the House of Mario, A Drew Story, and Kraken Furfies, help spread the word by sharing us with a mate or leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you would like to show further support and help me achieve my goal of freeing up one working day a week to spend more time refining and creating podcasts, please consider checking out patreon.com slash idruby where for only $1, you get access to my secret recordings, where I share everything behind the scenes. A big thank you to the legend DJ for supporting the content at the podcast producer level on Patreon. From the bottom of my heart, thank you.